0: Are you? Ah, uh, don't worry about who I am. The real question, Danny Boy, is who are you? Where'd you come from? Ah, uh, come from, go to. These terms are so passe. I've seen those couple pieces you got. What? No wink on you? Eh, uh, not really my thing. Wait, hey, look at that. We really are forming a symbiotic relationship here, aren't we?
1: <sighs> All this time. It was right in front of me. How could I not see it? God, maybe I'd be better off if I'd never tried to make this damn show in the first place. It's worth asking, what have we done here? What kind of informational landscape are we creating all around us? What terrible density is filling our lives, filling our minds? Is there any going back? No, 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 it's okay. It's okay, I can can do this. I don't need them. Bells and whistles, the, the dynamic ad breaks, the trippy journeys. What am I saying? I've produced hundreds of podcast episodes. I can make this thing all on my own. Well, I guess technically I was already doing it on my own. Yeah, my head hurts. All right, all right, focus, focus. Let's do this. All right. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Rupert Murdoch was born on March 11, 1931. Ugh, it's too simple. This is the story of a tyrant. Nah, a monster, god damn it, no. No, 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 no. This isn't working, son of a, all right, all right, all right, all right, you win. Maybe I do need you, you hear me? I need help, I admit it, take me back. Take me back, I'll answer for whatever I have to answer for. Hey, I'm right here. Beat me back to Oz or whatever. Hey! You hear me? I said I'll come back! Oh, Jesus. Oh. oh, well... At least I'm back. It's a... It's a start. Wow. Look at this place. Oh, I really must be bananas. But wait. If this isn't real, then theoretically. Oh, oh, alright. Oh, fair enough. This is some next level psychological construction I see.
0: I could have told you that wouldn't work. <laughs> Welcome back, Danny boy. Well,
1: well, well if it isn't the figment of my own imagination.
0: Uh, As far as names go, I feel like you could've done better, but I guess beggars can't be choosers, huh? So,
1: it was all a lie, huh? Pretending like you cared about my success, pretending to be my producer, (laughs) my friend, all our little trips, our segments, the TED talk, the quiz show, Mercola.com, you've just been messing with my head. (laughs) Who am I kidding? You
0: are the mess in my head. It's not that simple, buddy boy. Don't call me that. Are you gonna let me talk
1: for two seconds or what? Oh, I'd say there's been entirely too much letting you talk recently.
0: Let me just explain something to you, Dan, you stubborn son of a goose. Before I came along, you were stuck. Stymied by the creative process, remember? You needed something new. You needed me to help you make it. Someone to give you a little uh, push in the right direction. Problem is, you pulled an Icarus, flew too close to the sun on your little pod wings. Classic mistake. And now, well, now it looks like you're going to have to be held accountable. Held accountable by who? The same person every human being on Earth is accountable to when all is said and done. Yourself. God damn it. All I wanted
1: to do was make a good show, and I was so close. One episode away from the finish line. Hey, hey,
0: I haven't counted you out just yet, Pally. If I've learned one thing this season, it's that you are one tenacious little rascal. (laughs) Well,
1: I guess that means you must be one too, huh?
0: (laughs) Good one. All right. Well, you ready? Ready for, for for what? Your reckoning, Danny boy. Come on waiting for you. Who? Oh, I guess you could call him the uh, Wizard of Oz.
2: From Disinformed Content Media, in association with Fighter Productions, this is Part No. Episode 10, The Storytellers, Part 2.
0: What is all this? just relax, relax. Walk right past them, head held high. There you go. Now take a seat at the table there. Uh, spot in the middle with the microphone.
1: Oh uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, check. Check. One, two. One,
0: two. Silence. Order in the court. Uh, who the hell is that guy? That would be the higher up... My boss.
3: The CEO, if you will. Mr. Dan Felton. Podcaster, writer, commentator on the world. Hey, hey gotta add that one to your Twitter bio. <laughs> you, be silent. We've heard quite enough from you this season. Ah, uh, sorry sir, I'll be good. Uh, excuse me,
1: if I may? Uh, what am I doing here?
3: We will be asking the questions. You will sit quietly and answer when prompted.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh shutting up has never exactly been his strong suit.
3: Enough! No, Mr. Felton, you are here because you stand accused of corruption hypocrisy, and strain from the ideals of truth and journalistic integrity for which you claimed to stand. (laughs) Corruption? Are you serious? You drag me in here to protect a
1: criminal deceiver like Rupert Murdoch, and I'm corrupt? Silencing dissent. Locking up those who bark up the wrong tree. Who's the real hypocrite here? Uh, Dan. Mr. Felton. How much is Murdoch paying you to put on this little show,
3: huh? Mr. Felton, it is precisely that kind of inflammatory rhetoric that has landed you here. This is not about your choice of target, so much as your choice of methods. If you are going to pursue your so-called enemy, You will now do so only under the strictest supervision. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't you me?
1: Isn't all of this you, your little producer slash spy here, this courtroom, tribunal, whatever this is? This is all in my head, right? Oh, spy, daddy boy. I'm
3: not a spy. You are correct, Mr. Felton. This tribunal represents your own mind. You are here because, even if you cannot admit it, you yourself know you have compromised your so-called principles, strayed onto a path of reckless mudslinging and self-deception. And now, chosen as your ultimate target, a newsman who employs tactics no different from the ones you've decided to toy with. For these crimes, this... Psychological court finds you guilty and sentences you- Ooh, hold on, hold on. Coming soon to Netflix.
0: Psych court. <laughs> Maybe we could get John Larroquette to star. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Proceed. What? Oh, hold on, hold on.
1: What the hell? I don't even get to make my case. You said I'd get to answer for it. <clears throat> He said I get to answer for it.
0: Uh, I did say that, sir. Uh, your honor, or whatever. As his attorney, I do believe he gets to make his
3: case. Uh, very well. It is only fair you be permitted to speak your piece. I will allow it. Go ahead, Mr. Felton. Take up your weapon of choice. Your precious little microphone. And by all means, try to convince the court. And, uh,
1: what happens if I can't? What happens if I'm found guilty? Well,
3: then you lose. Lose what? Yourself. You will be sentenced to descend, spiral, if you will, into the subsects of the mind, of truth, of perception. You will become a moral weirdo. Doomed to live in a world of fringe fantasies, memery, and self righteousness vindicated only by the likes and comments of other clickbait conspiracy yahoos. I believe you once referred to this place as the Shadow Realm. No, oh Lord, Danny boy, that sounds horrible. What? Uh,
1: no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I won't let it happen. I can fight this thing. I know what I have to do. Damn it, if I only had my notes. As a
0: matter of fact, buddy boy, I got you. What kind of producer would I be if I let you come in here ill prepared?
1: You, you magnificent son of a bitch. I'd kiss you if you had a physical form. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Your Honor, I will make my case. And as it happens, my case to defend myself. Is my case against Rupert Murdoch. So buckle
3: up. Uh, all right. Here we go with the research. Uh, I suppose I had better get comfortable.
1: Yeah, you best. I'm about to rock your psychological socks off. Boom.
0: <laughs> Let's do it, Danny boy. All right.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury or committee of my mind? Whoever you are. Last episode, before we were so rudely interrupted, we were about to take on one of the great deceivers of our world. The final boss, so to speak, of our deceptive narratives. A media mastermind who has influenced the tides of history for over half a century.
3: Rupert Murdoch. yes, I'm sure we all remember. In your ego and hubris, you saw fit to attack a man who has grown a small family business into a thriving global empire. A master of his craft. A true success story.
1: Yeah, well, I guess you could say I have a different viewpoint on the matter.
3: <laughs> Honestly, for another
0: piece of your shattered mind, he has not paid attention much this season, has he? Silence?
3: Stay on point.
1: <clears throat> right. Rupert Murdoch was born on March 11, 1931, to Elizabeth Green and Keith Murdoch. His father Keith made a name for himself during the First World War as a reporter, covering the Australian soldiers who fought at Gallipoli, and would later go on to become a successful media executive. Rupert's mother, Elizabeth, reared her children with what she called a loving discipline, and taught them to be (laughs) non-materialistic. Ha!
0: Non-materialistic like a fox! Am I right? (laughs) Get it? Because, uh,
3: Fox? That was weak at best. And I thought I told you to be silent. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to lighten
0: things up a little. Does it have to be like Angela's freaking ashes in here? Oh, God.
1: I gotta call my therapist. Get
3: on with it, Mr. Felton. The people are growing impatient. Right, 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 right. Okay,
1: so... As a child, Rupert was sent to a boarding school where he was bullied and teased and received military-style discipline, which no doubt caused some deep-rooted resentment that would fester as he-
3: Objection! Conjecture! Uh, is the judge allowed to object? In here, I am not merely a judge. I'm the prosecution, the bailiff, the jury, the press. In here, I can do whatever
0: I want. Oh, sure. That seems uh, totally fair. As a young
1: man, Rupert followed his father into journalism, first holding jobs at student papers before later attending Worcester College in Oxford, England. He even spent time working for another media baron, Max Aitken, a.k.a. Lord Beaverbrook, who ran the notoriously sensationalist paper The Daily Express, where Rupert first studied the wildly successful strategies of yellow journalism, and scandalous tabloids that would one day be the trademark of his empire.
3: Yes, yes. Clear influences on Rupert's future behavior. Context, context, etc., (sighs) etc. I see you are still intent on your same old formulaic episode structure. Formulaic?
0: Sir, I resent that remark, after all the creative stylings I've added to this season. Sheesh. Sheesh. There is no pleasing some people. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're telling me. Or, uh, I'm telling me. Or, uh.
0: <laughs> okay, easy there, Dano. Don't get lost in the sauce. Uh, it's a thick sauce. So,
1: Murdoch Sr. was not quite the cutthroat businessman his son would one day grow up to be. At the time of his death, he had very little actual control of the companies at which he'd been employed. In the end, his family was left with a stake in a couple of newspapers and a radio station in a small Australian mining town. After Papa Keith's demise, young Rupert inherited News Limited, the relatively small company his father had built. And in 1954, he came back home to Australia to get down to business. His father's inability to acquire shareholder control over his media outlets had taught Rupert a valuable life lesson the importance of 51% control of any company.
3: Objection! It is clear to this court that your goal is to besmirch the good name of a hard-working titan of the news industry by painting him as some evil, cartoonish villain. As usual, you weave your own biased narrative to manipulate the perceptions of your audience, if indeed. We can even call them that. Uh, let me field this one as your counsel.
0: Sir, <clears throat> so, let it be known that in all storytelling, whether fact or fiction, there is always a certain angle or viewpoint to be factored in. It is the very nature of human communication. What we see is all there is. There is, in fact, no such thing as a perfectly balanced, unbiased depiction of any event. Uh-huh
3: so the great arbiter of truth admits that even he is not above a bit of spin.
1: It's not spin! Like he said, it's called human opinion, and…
3: Semantics! Moving on.
1: What the… Can he just do that? I'm… I'm not… All right, all right. As I was saying…
4: Um, could I interject for a moment? If… You if you know that's that's okay with all of you.
1: Oh, uh, who the hell is this now? Ugh, not
0: this guy.
4: Um, yeah Hi, <laughs> hi. yeah, hello. Hi uh, Insecure Dan here chairman of the social deficiencies caucus um, So yeah, uh, as one of the longest tenured members of this committee I would like uh, if it's all right, of course I'd like to ask uh, why do you always attempt to push your own narrative? I mean, there are so many eyes and ears out there watching, waiting to, 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 to pounce. Aren't are you afraid that someone's going to, like, you know, call you out? Like, what if somebody criticizes you or, or, worse, corrects you? I mean, you're really putting yourself, like, way out there. You're, you're, you're dangling, Dan. Doesn't that scare the living bejesus out of you?
1: Scare me? No! No! Why would I be afraid to speak truth to the powerful manipulators of the world?
4: Uh, yeah, hello. Is this thing on? Right, uh, hello. Uh, Righteous Dan here. a uh, member of the Moral Majority, no relation. Though I prefer to go by Right Dan, if it pleases the court. Thank you. Oh, Lord, you're here too? Ugh. And to my esteemed Insecure Colleague's point, it is every human being's duty to speak truth to power, to ring the bells of freedom, to feel the suffering of one life as the suffering of all. No man is an island. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for- Oh boy, here he
0: goes with the John Don. <laughs> yeah,
2: me, my dudes, but your boy here requests the floor. Yeah. Hi. Whenever you got a sec, or uh, I mean, we could do it tomorrow if that works better for you. Oh, for the love of another Dan! Oh, come on, I've never even seen this one before. Sup, everyone? Court Pete, real Dan, boss man. <laughs> so I'm procrastination Dan. Chair guy of the do-nothing-and-relax party. And if it, uh, please, and a thank ya, the court, I move that we do this whole thing, I don't know, like, another time, if that's cool. Maybe next week. I was kind of hoping to just, you know, relax tonight, play some video games. They got these Oreos now called Cakesters, and I was just gonna... Silence! Sit down! Jeez. <laughs> D- All right, chill, my guy. Joke's on you anyway, dog. Sitting down's my favorite thing to do. Uh,
0: all these guest appearances. I mean, I get the whole parts work as a psychotherapy exercise, but uh, it's getting a little Malkovich in here, don't you think? You think I'm not rattled by all this? Put yourself in my shoes. Uh, blue Converse sneakers? No, thank you. I'm more a wingtip loafer man myself. Enough! I demand order in this courtroom. We
3: will take a brief corporate mandated recess to hear a word from our sponsors. And then?
1: What? Wait, are you kidding me? There are even ads in in here? We're in the goddamn land of Oz. How does that even make
0: sense? Uh, what can I tell you, buddy boy? There is literally nowhere. They won't shove a dynamic ad break these days. And after the break,
3: you will show this court the fear and reverence it deserves. You are on thin ice, Mr. Felton, and I am the hammer with which it breaks. <laughs> the trial of Dan Felton will return after these messages. Jesus, who
1: writes this guy's material?
5: Sideshow Bob? Are you depressed? Can't seem to focus? Does nothing in life bring you joy anymore? is literally every waking moment from when you first open your eyes. The drudgery of daily tasks, the mind-numbing minutia of your job, the filthy, dangerous public transit commute, the bland, mealy mush of whatever takeout you just ordered, the watered-down beer, the bad night's sleep on a lumpy bed, the partner who barely tolerates you, the friends who love you, sure, but just don't seem to like you very much. Is it all a constant source of dull, oppressive agony that resides somewhere between the pit of your stomach and that black, gaping hole you call your heart good news. There's an app for that. Hella Help is the all-new mental health app that connects you with one of the top 1,000 mental health experts in your area code and provides round-the-clock therapeutic services for those frequent dark nights of the soul you once read about in Poetry 101, but used to think only happened to sad sacks and stoners. Sign up for Hella Help today and let one of our fully licensed and semi-credentialized therapists talk you off the literal ledge. Simply pause your crippling depression long enough to fill out our mandatory three-page intake questionnaire which requests only minimal private information and rest assured we will only share your details with your confidential counselor who will only share them with the most trusted third-party corporations facebook snapchat pinterest all the friendliest members of your happy social media family and don't worry the barrage of targeted ads you'll start seeing is only so we can sign up all your depressed friends too they get help we get oodles of advertising revenue Everybody wins. Oh, and may we draw your attention to our web clearly visible HIPAA seal of compliance, which indicates our ability to copy-paste an image of the HIPAA seal of compliance, and may even mean we may or may not have actually received said certification. But hey, who are we kidding? You're too depressed to check into that. Sign up today and use discount code to receive 20% off your first nervous breakdown. Hella help. Your crisis is our all Enough! Ahem.
3: Court is back in session. No more distractions. No more tomfoolery. Get on with your Murdoch story. You
0: heard the mandano. The tom hath been thoroughly fooled. Ramble on. Right,
1: right. Okay. So, Rupert Murdoch is back home with control of his family's papers and a loaned radio station in the tiny mining town of Broken Hill, New South Wales. Young Rupert loved to gamble and was known to hang in Broken Hill playing a coin flip game called Two Up. Flip two heads, you win. Two tails, you lose. One and one, flip again. Rupert especially liked this game because of the ability to go on a run, a streak, and win exponentially. With the nuance, of course, of knowing when to quit just before you lose it all. Know when to hold them, know when to fold em, eh? <laughs> Indeed. So, Rupert decided to apply that mentality to his business life as well, and began to two up his empire through acquisitions. At the same time, he was learning how to wield the power of his inherited media outlets. One of his papers, The News in the City of Adelaide, he turned into a scandalous, sex-filled tabloid rag.
3: Objection! Using biased language to predispose your listeners to a specific perspective. Uh, overruled? I am the one who rules! You have no power here, little producer man.
1: (laughs) You know what? I object to your objection. Tabloids are garbage that I believe do more harm than good, especially where Murdoch is involved. In fact, Rupert often dipped his wick in the world of editing by often writing the headlines of the news tabloid himself. In one case, after learning of a rival paper's attempt to take over his outlets, he ran a front page editorial blasting the attempted purchase and pointing out the dangers of media consolidation. I mean, the irony! The
3: gall uh, mm-hmm. yes, yes, well, you say hypocrisy. I say a perfectly acceptable means to an end. One must protect one's interests after all. And might I add, let the record reflect Mr Felton's flagrant use of inflammatory language. Blasting, garbage, gall. The court thanks you for helping to make my case against you. Ha! <laughs> ha By all means, proceed. Careful, Dan. He's trying to trip you up. <laughs> Fine. How about we change track for a minute? I
1: will admit, Murdoch was a complicated figure at times. While in college at Oxford, he apparently had a bust of communist revolutionary Vladimir Lenin in his dorm room. And after creating Australia's first national newspaper, The Australian, in 1964, he used the platform to report on the harsh living conditions of Aboriginal peoples throughout the country.
3: Hmm. Perhaps not as irrefutably evil as
0: you might claim. Objection! No human being is so binary as our basic division of good and evil. Ah, nice callback if I do say so myself, and I do. But, while all life has its share of moral complexity, a few good deeds doesn't excuse a multitude of broadly negative cultural impacts.
3: Negative to whom, precisely? Morality is a matter of perspective, is it not?
4: Uh, Excuse me, I request the floor again?
3: The court reluctantly recognizes self-righteous Dan once again.
4: Um, that's right, Dan, to you? And, well, maybe you all find it super easy to excuse this capitalist colonizer on the basis of a couple of not-so-evil factoids, but lest we forget, this man is responsible for a great deal of the radicalization, racism, and homegrown hatred that is currently cannibalizing the Western world, and frankly, his crimes should be front and center of any and all discussions regarding truth, lies, deception, and misinformation. The fact that it's taken this long for Dan to even talk about him on his little show is an affront to all things good and noble. And may the record also reflect that you all sitting here humming and hawing like a bunch of fascist apologists is like hella gross, okay? That is all. I see my time back. Thank you.
3: (coughs) All right then. I am going to request you not be allowed to speak again.
4: Typical.
3: (sighs) Okay, anyway, so
1: Murdoch started to expand. In 1956, he bought a Sunday paper in Perth for $400,000. In 1960, the Sydney Daily Mirror for $4 million. And hey, fun fact, when he moved into the news business in Sydney, he outbid a rival publisher for a printing plant, but found the rival company wouldn't give it up so easy. They actually tried to occupy the building in defiance of the purchase. So, Murdoch, savvy businessman that he is and all, did what any businessman would do. He hired a gang of hammer wielding thugs who took the building back by way of a bloody battle.
3: Gang thugs, once again, I smell your contemptible self righteous bias at work. You rely on that crutch so often. Perhaps I should arrange for an alarm bell to ring. <laughs> Uh, besides, all is fair in love and business acquisitions, Mister Felton. Sounds to me like this rival company were simply sore losers, and they got what was coming to them. Uh, just ignore him, Danny Boy. You got this.
1: <laughs> Murdoch continued his expansion across Australia, buying more and more papers. Not so much for the monetary gains as for the influence it afforded. His mastery of sensationalist tactics and salacious headlines preyed on people's basest instincts and made them putty in his hands. Entertainment and manipulation are birds of a feather, after all. The Economist magazine once credited Murdoch as being the father of modern tabloid journalism. And I mean, can anyone in this room really say the world is better off for that? <sighs>
3: Do you really expect to pin all the crimes of corrupt news media on one man? Gossip columns, celebrity tabloids, modern sports journalism, Twitter feeds, Facebook posts, Buzzfeed. This court is to believe that it is all because of Rupert Murdoch. If
0: I may, sir, although one man may not be accountable for all of what our informational landscape has become... His influence and example, the far-reaching scope of his empire, Fox News not the least, has surely swayed the business models and practices that are now extremely common to the industry.
3: Oh, look at you. Is little producer man doing his own research? Fancy yourself a little co-host, do you? Well, I, uh, yes, I
0: I had a brief dabble in it. And I must admit, it was exhilarating.
3: (laughs) A pathetic attempt. Know your place. Uh, yes, no, yes, sir. I apologize.
1: In the 1960s, Murdoch began using his media power to back specific political candidates, a tradition he has kept up to this day, and not strictly pro-conservative either. Murdoch's politics have been both right and left-wing throughout his lifetime. From researching his career, I found that old Rupi has actually been more apolitical than people realize, making decisions that benefit his business first, above all other considerations. And to me, this is a key point. As far as I can tell, the man has no particular ideology.
4: Not even necessarily a right-wing one. Um, excuse me, right Dan here again, and not that kind of right, the good kind. And I would just like to say I fundamentally object to any suggestion that Rupert Murdoch is not a fanatical conservative tyrant fueling the racist discourse that pollutes our- Noted,
3: And I do not recall giving you the
4: floor. In
1: 1968, Murdoch expanded into the UK, where he bought two papers, News of the World and The Sun, turning both into what were called red-top papers, a kind of tabloid known for their often red-banded titles on the front page. The papers placed an emphasis on crime, sex, and scandal, and strongly editorialized headlines that pushed specific narratives. And like it or not, it was a successful strategy, a strategy he continued to build upon first throughout the UK, and then, in his biggest leap yet, across the pond once again to the United States of America, where in 1973, Murdoch's News Limited purchased the San Antonio Express News, and in 1974, to compete with the highly successful tabloid The National Enquirer, Murdoch founded Star. Yes. The very same tabloid magazine's celebrity news fans know and love today. Well,
0: if you want to hold your own in the world of sensationalist tabloids, you gotta
3: have a salacious rumor rag of your own, right?
1: I'm afraid I must concur with my counsel.
3: Aha! Uh-huh. So you're suggesting not to wage an attack on a man like Murdoch? You would have to stoop to his level? <laughs> my, my, I must say. You are practically making this case for me. Objection!
0: Let the record reflect my client did not use those words. Therefore, he cannot be held accountable for the prosecution's obvious bias. Thank you. What he said. Wow, you know, I kind of like this whole attorney role. Might have to add that to my Twitter bio. <laughs> Although Murdoch
1: entered the tabloid game on his own, he then doubled up by purchasing the New York Post in 1976 after a bidding war against rival news editor Clay Falker. Murdoch was later quoted regarding Falker, quote, Clay is an editor who wants to be a businessman, and I'm a businessman who wants to be an editor. Uh, Your point being... That as I've mentioned, Rupert Murdoch's ideologies have always been flexible. He has chiefly concerned himself with what benefits the business, what increases profits, and protecting those interests like a mama bear protects her cubs. That is, ferociously. But underneath it all, what he has always loved... What really seems to drive him is power, for power's sake. Objection!
3: Hypocrisy! If I may draw the court's attention to your own remark from episode eight. The rest of us down here have forgotten that
1: we have our own roles. Our own rules. Our own
3: power. Sounds like someone is hungry for his own power, for power's sake. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I... I mean, it's true, I did say that, but... Butts are for sitting, Mr. Felton, and quite frankly, this court believes it is high time you received a kick in your own. He's bluffing, Dano. He doesn't even have feet. Think what
1: you want. I'm still making my case. 1980, Murdoch created News Corp, continuing the legacy of News Limited, his father's original business. 1984, Murdoch purchased a $250 million stake in 20th Century Fox. 1985, just one year later, News Corp acquired a majority share
0: of Fox. Ah, there's that sweet 51% control at work, huh? 1993,
1: Fox buys coverage of half the National Football League, a massive contract that was scrutinized by the Federal Communications Commission based on the overwhelming influence of Murdoch's international news businesses. However, by some grand stroke of quote-unquote luck, The case was dismissed after the purchase was declared to be in the best interest of the public. Are
3: you implying some manner of nefarious corruption occurred? What I'm implying is that Murdoch
1: wielded his power, not just to editorialize, but to get what he wanted. He's a classic manipulator. For example, in the 1980s, he was known to be chummy with UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. In 2012, Documents came to light that revealed an agreement between Thatcher and Murdoch, allowing Murdoch's empire to purchase two additional UK papers, thereby rapidly expanding his empire's growth, so long as said paper portrayed labor unions in an unfavorable light. The shady backdoor deal was sealed, the papers were bought, and the unions publicly villainized for decades to come. You think he doesn't do the same in America? I mean, the United States government? With a price tag? Does this really come as a shock to
3: anybody?
0: Whoa, 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 Danny boy, reel it in. Now is not the time to lose your cool.
3: Bratant editorializing. Ha, ha. Members of this esteemed court, do you see what I mean? <sighs> all
1: right, I'm all right. But my point stands. A man as powerful as Murdoch doesn't have to wield power explicitly. There's no open threats, no paper trails, no proof. Because the world bends to his will without him having to ask. Money and power speak for him. It's why so many do his bidding now, push his agenda, his lies, and his propaganda. Power begets power and loyalty. Take this example from the New York Times.
3: Ha, the New York Times, beacon of truth and integrity they are.
1: Nevertheless, In 2012, employees of Murdoch's British tabloid papers were deposed for involvement in a phone-tapping scandal in which they hacked phones, bribed police, and blackmailed people, all in the interest of creating better stories. During the legal proceedings, Murdoch testified that he, quote, never asked the Prime Minister for anything. Say what you will, but the New York Times summed it up best when they pointed out the following, quote, Press Barons don't have to ask when their media outlets can broadcast their desires. Politicians know what Murdoch wants, and they know what he can deliver. The base, their voters,
3: power. Conjecture! The biased perspective of a single coastal liberal journalist is hardly admissible evidence. Uh, I'm afraid you are running out of string, Mr. Felton. The Shadow Realm calls to you. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see
1: about that. Now, the crescendo of the Murdoch media empire was founded in 1996, when Rupert the Conqueror set his sights on another slice of the media landscape. You see, Murdoch had developed a budding rivalry with another media mogul named Ted Turner, whose baby was a humble little 24-hour news
0: venture called CNN. Ooh, do I smell a sequel to our Hearst-Pulitzer clash of the titans? News War 2? Electric Boogaloo? Perhaps. I
1: mean, Turner once called Murdoch a warmonger, and the two almost had a fistfight over a yacht collision in
0: 1983. Was the yacht okay? Oh, poor industry
1: titans. (laughs) But much like his aggressive move into British tabloids, Murdoch and his news corp decided to blaze their own trail and create a direct competitor to CNN. Yes. The sycophantic shill machine, prescription pill and bizarre pillow-pushing pinnacle of propaganda, racism, fascism, sensationalism, just about every crummy-ism in the book. At last, Rupert Murdoch gave birth to a precious 24-hour news baby all his own. A little network we call Fox News.
3: Ah yes, you mean the network that continually tops the charts with record levels of viewership? One of the most profitable media enterprises in the world? Allow me to use some biased language of my own, Mr. Felton, when I remind you, you are aiming at the king. You'd best not miss. <laughs> if I didn't know
1: any better, your honor, I'd say you sound a little
0: scared. Uh, careful, Dan, don't... Poke the proverbial bear.
4: Ah, uh, insecure Dan respectfully concurs with your counsel, and I'm, I'm starting to feel like we're way in over our heads here. I, I mean, your head, my my head. We are inside and and over some someone's head.
3: Scared, scared. You don't know what fear is. You stand here with your high-minded ideals, feigning strength. But a few short years ago, you hardly had the confidence to spout platitudes to a locker room full of brainless jocks. You sang some karaoke, wrote a few blathering words. <laughs> You're still as scared as you ever were. Do not speak to me of fear. I know you, Danny boy. I know what scares you. The same things that always scare you. The same things that... Always will. Uh-huh... Uh, objection? Overruled! There is only one place for someone as scared as you, Daniel. Only one place. Where fear is a virtue. And you know where that is, don't you? ENOUGH!
2: We're finishing this. Uh, or... And just hear me out. We call it for today. Kick back, you know, smoke a little J, play a little Rocket League,
1: and Tomorrow, you know, we wrap up this whole, uh... Uh, what is this all about, anyway? Shut it, procrastinator! No, we do this now.
3: Ah, uh, 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 not so fast. Your lazy self is right, for once. Let us take a brief recess. So confident am I in my case, I'm going to allow you a few moments to... Prepare yourself for the final slaughter. And to... Say your goodbyes. The trial of Dan will be right back after one last dynamic ad break. Have you or a loved one been wrongfully
0: imprisoned by a kangaroo court of your own various psychological selves? Is your own self accusing you of a mental crime you may or may not have remembered committing or not committing against or as an accessory to your own self? Are you confused by that last sentence and suspect that one or more of these things may be or may have been happening to you or one of
3: yourselves? Call the law offices of Santino Brandino and Douglas E. Smarms today and get the compensation you deserve. No one needs to suffer needlessly at the Hands of their own conscience or listen to the inane accusatory babbling of the countless voices in their own head.
0: No, you're not insane. What you are is entitled to financial compensation for emotional distress and wrongful incarceration. And if you're not, well, maybe one of those other you's is. Ask around. Maybe someone in there wants a big cash settlement.
3: Call Brandino and Smarms today to set up your free consultation. Limit one per personality.
5: And internal
1: Call cut it, cut, cut, cut the ads. I want this over with.
3: You hear me? <laughs> By all means, walk willingly to the end of our yellow brick road. Look,
1: to just about anyone and everyone, Fox News is a symbol of the divisive rhetoric that is literally tearing at the seams of the American psyche and whose business model has spread to every corner of the globe. They are the network that stands on the shoulders of giants like the Packer family, William Randolph Hearst, Lord Beaverbrook, Joseph Pulitzer, and every media baron who has seen storytelling, sharing information as a business venture, a mechanism of profit and power. Murdoch's empire was built for the express purpose of reaching this peak. Running a daily paper is one thing, but when you're pulling eyeballs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a non-stop shop for all things flashy and trashy and attention grabby, well, that requires a whole new level of yellow journalism, emotional
0: biases, divisive tactics- Ah, jeez, don't mince words now, Danny boy. Let's call it what it is. Fox News is pretty much the freaking pinnacle of everything we've called out this season. All our talk about people, predators, prey, cons and deceptions, fears and beliefs, communication, misinformation, the way our brains work, the whole damn world. This is it. The Big Enchilada.
3: Uh, Fancy talk for a sad little man in a suit. Uh, And I suppose you see fit to what?
1: Empire? I see fit to do what I always do. Get to the truth of the matter.
4: Yes! Rattle the cages, ring the bells, give me liberty or give me death! Dude, I'll
2: get you your liberty tomorrow. I swear, next week at the latest.
4: Oh my god, 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 I'm freaking out right now. Is anybody else freaking out right now? Stop!
1: Everyone shut up! My producer, uh, uh, attorney, whatever, is right. This is what we've been working towards. Fox News' business model is simple, divide and conquer public opinion, and dominate the media landscape. They operate exclusively in the realm of preying on human insecurity, exploiting the uncertainty of a complex, ever-changing world. They push the wedge issues and non-issues to the top of the conversation nativist and nationalist narratives of in-groups holding strong against the corrupt influence of out-groups.
3: And what proof is there of these supposedly nefarious intentions? From where I stand, they are merely providing a viewpoint much like yourself. The public may choose to believe it or not. Do you not believe in personal accountability? Our audiences not responsible for their own minds.
1: Ah, so you would shift the blame to the victims and leave the culprits free and clear? Hmm. How many times have we said it this season? Regular people have lives to live, families to take care of, jobs, bills, responsibilities, and stresses of their own. More often than not, they take what they're given when it comes to the sea of information swirling around out there. No, no. Responsibility for the impact of information falls to the people who put it out there. Ha!
3: And I suppose you fancy yourself a more responsible purveyor of news? Arbiter of truth? Savior of storytelling? You know what?
1: I may not be a savior. But I know I'd wield that power much more responsibly than. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, Danny boy, be careful. Uh, Your Honor, uh, Mr. Judge Man, sir, my client would like to retract that last statement. You got to ease up, buddy boy. You are not helping your case. Whatever. Think what you
1: want. But the fact remains, the Fox News narratives of scary criminal immigrants, of the equitable treatment of others somehow destroying our way of life, of us first, screw everyone else, is precisely what propelled a man named Donald Trump into the White House. And you want to talk about abuses of power? In the past few decades, Rupert Murdoch's News Corp strayed far beyond its purview of simple propaganda and bullshit product peddling. In 2012, during the previously mentioned phone hacking scandal, employees of News Corp's News of the World paper were convicted of a slew of offenses, beginning with impeding the investigation of an abducted girl, and then an ensuing decade of lawsuits, cover-ups, mistaken evidence, false testimony, convictions, board votes, and shuffling at News Corp, and finally, the closing of the News of the World paper for good. Not to mention hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bribes, settlements, and payouts to victims, some of which were still being resolved by celebrities and public figures as recently as last year.
3: Disc, disc, Mr. Felton. Spoken like a man who has never built something for himself. What wouldn't you do to nurture and protect your business venture, your lifeblood? Yours is a classic loser mentality that will see you live and die in obscurity. But then, you are a serial underachiever after all. A procrastinator. You have never and will never run a company. So I don't expect you to understand. Wow. Harsh vibes, dog.
0: Chill, chill. Jeez, Dano, that was harsh. Are you always this tough on yourself?
3: You have no idea. Or, well, maybe you do? Mr. Felton, this court has sat here long enough listening to you bash and slander a man of immeasurable success and influence. A level of journalistic success you yourself can scarcely dream of. Mm. In fact, that is, perhaps, what this is all truly about. It eats at you, doesn't it? That you and he are... So much alike. Newsmen. Storytellers. Propagandists for your own twisted narratives. Save for one crucial ingredient. Power! A power you could never obtain! (laughs) That's… That's
1: true. That's true. I'll never be Rupert Murdoch. I'll never dominate the global news environment. Mm, yes. I am glad you can finally see it. No. No, I'll never be that man. But neither should he. Let it be known! Rupert Murdoch is the wrong man to wield this power! Objection!
3: Order! Order
1: enough! No. Enough. My case is this. Keith Rupert Murdoch is a man with no conscience, no principles. He offers nothing worthwhile to the decent human beings of this world. People who only want to live and thrive and prosper. He doesn't offer hope or joy or even truth. No, instead he only deals in hate, greed and fear. Heck
0: yeah, you tell him buddy boy. That's why we started this whole damn podcast in the first place.
3: Truth to power and power to the people. Silence! This slanderous hit piece is a sham. Nay, a joke. You are nobody. A sad little man in his living room, shaking his fist at a god. And you truly believe you could wield this kind of power?
1: Maybe I could. In fact, maybe I would goddamn love to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but instead of a heartless tyrant, I would rule the informational landscape with a wise and benevolent hand. Tough, but fair, just and loving, with thoughtful, balanced, factual information that the people could truly rely on. Prophets would take a back
3: seat, and and liars would be punished severely. (laughs) Yes, yes, there it is. You are beginning to understand. Murdoch isn't your enemy, Daniel. He's your compass. Go on become who you've always wanted to be. Danny boy, you don't have to
0: do this. I don't care what he says. It's not you. Come on, you can win this thing. Think harder. Uh, no, 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 I'm not
1: like him. I'm, I'm nothing like him. I was raised by good people. I was taught some semblance of right and wrong, but, but Murdoch is... He's evil! Four wives, six children, who he raises less like a family and more like future media moguls. Heirs to the throne. His sons, Lachlan and James, are both in the family business. Both ideologues itching to wield their father's power when his inevitable end comes. And, after a 2018 health scare for old Rupee, it's clear the vultures are already circling.
3: Ah, resorting to personal attacks. Oh, Dan, can't you see? You were made for this cutthroat world, too. You could be just like him, but you must first embrace the shadow. Oh, you're wrong.
1: You're wrong. We're nothing alike. Aren't you?
3: If you could hack his phone, learn his secrets, wield narratives to destroy the Murdoch Empire, wouldn't you? No. No, no,
1: because I believe in the things I'm saying. There's such a thing as having principles. Murdoch is beholden to no one, not even his own conscience, even now in the midst of another scandal. Lawsuits and depositions surrounding Fox News' is peddling baseless conspiracies in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. Text messages and testimonies have come to light showing that Rupert and his Fox News cronies don't even believe the bullshit they were selling on TV. They only believe that there was value in the lies, profits to be made from the pandering. They believe in nothing.
3: And you believe you are so much better. If we have proven anything here today, it's that you are just as corrupt, just as much of a panderer as Murdoch or any other. Don't fool yourself. You don't believe in anything either. I do.
1: I believe... I believe in people. I believe that, armed with a little knowledge, human beings can and will make the right decisions. I believe that that there's some good in this world, and it's worth fighting for. Fighting the right way, without sinking to despicable and destructive levels. Murdoch is an agent of chaos. He has no principles, but his own success at all costs. It's a mentality that's destroying the world. It's everything I set out to stop when I started this show. He bends rules, bends people to his will. He's willing to incite racism, destabilize governments, divide populations, all for his own gain. He's not a businessman. He's a conqueror. But in a world where there is no land left to invade, no territories to conquer, these news barons fight for the territory of our minds. They treat the informational landscape like their own personal battleground. In that sense, Murdoch is Caesar, and Fox News was his crossing the Rubicon. Now he's a tyrant, trampling over the last frontier of human civilization. Information, communication, the news, the internet. He wants to own it to control it all, and no one is stopping him. No checks, no balances, no morals, nothing but an insatiable psychotic desire to conquer and dominate with no regard for what burns in his wake, so long as he stands atop the pile of ashes. Order!
3: I have let this charade go on long enough. All I hear is a lot of grandstanding, spouting the kind of biased, inflammatory rhetoric you claim to so vehemently oppose. You speak of principles, of accountability, (laughs) Ha ha ha! You yourself have none! You are accountable to no one. Everything you have said is a mere opinion. Alas for you, one cannot prove one's principles. It is just a word, an idea. It is wind. No, oh, dear Dan, I am afraid your time has come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my, but I do love a good hearty laugh.
1: Wait, wait. I, I, I if I can just... Danny boy, come here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> Your Honor, you're forgetting one thing. Am
3: I? And what might that
1: be? You asked me... What are my principles? You tell me. I... I don't understand. Isn't that your whole purpose? Isn't that what you are? You say you can't prove principles, but you are the proof. You want to know what sets me apart from Murdoch? Why I can't do the things he does, achieve his level of success? Because when he lays his head down at night, he sleeps just fine. He doesn't believe he's done anything wrong. When I lay my head down at night, I think. I question. I want to know I've done the right things. And as I lie there overthinking, you, and you, and you, all the little parts of myself come crawling out of the woodwork to hold me accountable. Well, that is, um, I, I don't- The very fact that this trial is happening, that you're here debating this with me is proof that I am accountable. I was anything like Murdoch, if I was really the monster you think I am, you wouldn't be here, and neither would I. You know, a good friend of mine once told me, like every human being on Earth, when all is said and done, I am accountable only to myself.
0: oh shucks. Nice callback. Symmetry out the wazoo. Murdoch, I me like
1: What? No rebuttal? No scathing accusations? (laughs) That's right. I win, boss man. Put that in your psychological pipe and smoke
3: it.
0: (laughs) Boom. Oh, and while we're at it, consider this my two weeks' notice. (laughs) That's right, you crusty bastard. I quit. (laughs) No, no. you don't get to win. You, You need
3: me. You need the Shadow Realm. You always have, and deep down, you know it to be true. Come with me, Dan. It's where we belong. I... I... No.
1: No. That's
3: not... I'm not... Think of it. In the Shadow Realm, there are no rules, no truths, no one to judge us. We will start a new show. A better show. One that uses all the tactics of deception you've studied so hard. You will always have an audience. There will always be a side to pander to, a dollar to be made. We will post memes, hawk miracle cures, hire influencers, become an inferno of content, content, more content. It is a paradise for a man like you, a newsman, a storyteller. We will find a dark corner of the internet, A realm to call your own, and you will live like an informational king, a Jones, a Rogan, a Shapiro. You will become a legend. Danny boy, tell me you're not considering this. I mean, I mean, that's
0: not what you want, right? I, I I don't, I don't know. I,
1: (laughs) I'm tired, man. I'm tired of working so hard for nothing. I want to do more. Be more. Uh, Maybe maybe this is the way forward, the the way to finally be successful.
3: Dan, no. You're better than this. Come, Dan. It is time. Time to decide who you are.
4: I cannot believe you are even entertaining this. You fascist sellout. S.M.H. Ah. I really don't know about this. Like, what if people don't like us? Oh god, oh god, oh god.
2: Nah, <laughs> tell you what, bro. We're just gonna vibe and chill tonight. Sleep on it. Hit you back in a couple of days.
3: And please. I believe in you. I, I, uh, uh, uh. Come with me, Daniel, and together we will be more successful than you could possibly imagine. No.
0: Yes, that's my boy. Oof, you got told, son. (laughs) Eat it, boss man. Come on,
3: Dan, let's blow this pop stand. (laughs) Dan, do not turn your back on me. Dan, you don't just get to walk away. Dan, come back here. Do you hear me? You can't just leave me in here. No.
0: Smokes, we did it. I can't believe it. Uh, where, where are we right now? Hey, you're wielding the brush, my man. Where do you want to be? Seriously, if you could be anywhere in the world, just, uh, click your heels, so to speak. (laughs) Really? Oh, all right. uh, hmm. Ooh, the beach, huh? Nice choice. Very serene. Ah, how you feel, buddy?
1: <sighs> you know, when I was growing up, there was nothing I feared more than deep water. I was terrified of it. When I was five years old, I was at this family backyard barbecue, slipped into the deep end of a pool just as someone was giving a speech. Everyone was facing the other direction. No one even noticed. It's probably a metaphor in there somewhere, you know? <laughs> anyway. I didn't know how to swim, so I sank like a stone, of course. I survived, obviously. Someone realized, dove in, fished me out. I was down there long enough to get a glimpse of some real danger. Of fear. Still remember looking up from the bottom of that pool, sunlight shining down through the water right in my eyes. Helpless. Nothing I could do. Of course, eventually, later in life, I learned to swim. Hey, learned to give speeches too. And eventually, well, the fear just kinda goes away. So I guess that's how I feel right now.
0: Does it make any sense? Sure, it does. Hey, I'm proud of you, buddy. Always knew you had it in you. I mean, literally, I was in there, I saw it. <laughs> uh, too soon? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. <laughs> For what it's worth, it seems like the takeaway here is that everything you needed to know, you already knew. You just didn't know you knew. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what about them? Who? Oof, don't be rude. Them, the listeners, the nice people who came along on this ride with us. What do you think they got out of all this? Oh, uh,
1: well, I'd hope just maybe. You know, there's a trail of breadcrumbs, ideas, concepts, thought experiments. You know, something that gets people thinking about themselves, the world, Something that leads to some kind of positive... Change? Something like that. I don't know. It's a work in progress.
0: (laughs) Aren't we all? (sighs) Look, buddy boy, I didn't mean to lie to you. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're not. Huh? You're not sorry. You can't be sorry because I'm not sorry. It was a hell of a ride, my man. (laughs) It sure was. So, uh, what happens now? You, uh, what, gotta go away again? Not exactly.
0: I never really go anywhere, you know. I'll be around. But, to be honest, you don't really need me anymore. Ah, yeah, sure I do. Nah, like I said, you already know everything you need to know. You don't really need a producer anymore, do you? Well, good thing you're not my producer. You're my friend. <laughs>
1: shucks. Speaking of which... I got you a little present.
0: Oh wow! A podcast mobile! Look at that! What a
1: beaut! You know, I do need someone to ride Shotgun. For old time's
0: sake. I would be honored, buddy boy. But uh at the end of this road, I'm gonna have to take a back seat. You understand? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I do.
0: Hop in, buddy. Sunglasses on.
1: Let's hit the road.
0: Damn, these leather seats sure feel good on my ass. You don't have an ass. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 oh, Danny boy, the pods, the pods all people
1: Hello
4: Oh hi, is this Dan Er um Fenton, host of Hard No?
1: Uh Felton and speaking
4: Oh terrific. Oh man, I'm so glad to get a hold of you. We are huge fans of your work over here. Fascinating stuff. Top tier content.
1: Oh well uh <laughs> Thanks. I, I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, tell your friends. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. all oh, funny stuff. Really, really great. Really great. So, uh, hey, uh, you, you got a minute? We'd like to talk to you about an exciting opportunity for the future of hard note. Oh, r-
1: really? Uh, j- yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested.
4: Great. That's terrific. Really, really terrific. So, here's that's what we that's... have in mind.
1: Hard Know is written and produced by Dan Felton and David Felton. Original music was produced by David Felton. You can find more of his work at dfeltmusic Music on Instagram. Hard No!'s artwork was created by the talented Q, who you can find at The Mighty Q Works on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks this episode and all season, really, to Jeff Feitner, who's on the socials at FightPro and has all your podcast production needs at fightpro.com. Jeff you've been a constant support and friend it is very very appreciated David and I also want to extend another massive thank you to all the contributing voices to season one of hard no friends from the podcast community who selflessly gave time and effort to play roles you're all appreciated beyond a simple credit reading and I hope we can return the favor whenever needed Also a supreme level of gratitude to our friends and family who have been supporters, listeners, and very understanding of us over these past six months. Being creative requires a patience from those around you that goes above and beyond. So thank you all to the moon and back. And of course, thank you to each and every person who listened this season. It was over six months of hard work to make this season and we hope to be back for a second. If you're still here at the end of the credits of this last episode, or if you even got back to life about three minutes ago. You are loved and appreciated by all of us, and we cannot express our gratitude enough for taking the time to listen and give us your time. We hope that it was valuable to you. And lastly, just from me, a big thank you from me to my brother David, whose creative genius has been an inspiration to me since I was small, and whose love and support doesn't always get the appreciation it deserves. I absolutely could not have done this without you. To follow Hard No on social media, follow at Disinformed Dan on Twitter and Instagram, and hey, even TikTok now. Additional notes and sources can be found at disinformed.ca slash hardno. Questions, comments, concerns, feedback? What did you think of the season? Email us at dan at disinformed.ca. And for one last time, if you like what you hear, pass it on, tell a friend, share it with the people you love. And of course, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself out there.